This is the most important podcast about the most important podcast <laughs> in our lifetime. Everything we Maybe. said up to this point, it really wasn't important. What Scott's about to say is the most, most important. important. Hey everybody, welcome to Rose Biles and Beer. This is Jeff, coming from private studios in deep in South Orange County. Hey Zach, how you doing? Hello, Total Entertainment Forever. Uh, to Andy, <laughs> welcome, <laughs> Scott. T minus an in days. Yeah, I voted today because that's what my uh, text message told me to say. You want? Yep. Hey. Yep. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yep. It's the day before, the night before. We're on. We're on election eve. Mm-hmm. What yes. was that hand motion? It is November second. <clears throat> I was gonna say let's do, you know, let's try again, but let's just roll with it because that's what's gonna happen tomorrow. The Ask- election will happen, and we'll just roll. You're with just it. gotta roll with it. Yeah. No do overs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No do overs. No voting. No <laughs> However, there is speculation that one group may try to do a do over with really? ma- with mail in ballots, but. I'm not going to say which group. Vote early, vote often. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you got to try. Whatever it takes. <laughs> I think I saw Jesus at the ballot box today. Take it to the limit. It's possible. Yeah. It's pronounced Jesus. Somebody was looking over his shoulder trying to see, you know, mm. what, what did he vote for in that proposition? Wow. <clears throat> right in, ba- right in, right in ballot? <laughs> no. If you listened to our last episode with Brandon Andrus, you would know exactly how you should vote. Mm-hmm. The choice is clear. I think. Riding with Biden. <laughs> <laughs> well, how are you guys feeling about this? Do you, are you... I'm excited. Anxious? Burned out? You're excited? I'm super excited. Uh, it's 4th of July. It's going to be the 3rd of November, but it's going to be the real 4th of July because since they canceled 4th of July this, this year. Is this because you look at it, it's more like, it's kind of like a game to you? Like there's that the, that excitement? I think the excitement is just, I feel like we've arrived. <laughs> we've arrived. At, it's like standing in line at the Matterhorn at Disneyland <laughs> and for hours and hours, and you finally get there, and you get in the seat. You're like, yes, let's go. Well, I don't know what's going to happen, up. but this is going to be exciting. Yeah, the build-up so has been pent up. Got, has gotten us to this point of, of uh, excitement, uh, nervousness, uh, whatever. Whatever it is, ulcer. Can you remember back to 2016? What was your What was your watching situation the last election? Were you with others? Were you solo? I was in. Well, I was watching it solo. I don't know where my wife was. She might have been asleep by the time it, you know, like 10 o'clock. But I had a neighbor. We were texting back and forth, and he was, you know, through and through uh, Trump, as was I. And we're like, oh my gosh, this is happening. We just kept I'm like, I the, he just won, you know, Carolina. He, oh my gosh, I think he's going to win Wisconsin. And, and uh, yeah, that was, it was just back and forth. It was so exciting to watch the Washington Post television station and the Young Turks and uh, everybody else. I'm like, oh, it's, look at the, they lost the king and queen for the high school prom. They're you crying. were dancing on their graves. I'm like, this is fantastic. <laughs> Just destroying, destroying oh, the machine man. from the inside. Trojan horse. Yeah, I, I had not paid attention to politics oh. for a long time. And then I was even thinking, well, how did, how did the Republicans 
Did you not it, vote that time? No, I was, I was like, I had made up my mind. I'm, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not going to be involved in politics. I don't really care. Did you vote the one before with Romney and Obama? No. 2012? No. The last one I voted was Bush. The second oh, time. so you didn't even do McCain. No. No. That uh, total loser. Am I right, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> but, but I had, but I had thought, how did the re- how far has the Republican party fallen that they would nominate Trump? I, Cause I hadn't paid attention at all. And then that, that night, uh, I was just like, every, everyone was saying Hillary was going to win. So we're watching, I, I was uh, done with the Bible study and we we're watching. And I think, I think he had just won Pennsylvania. Mm. And it was like, that was a big deal. Oh, like, Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. What just happened here? Yeah. And and then the record was, scratches start happening across all the news stations. And then it was like because I came out of the came out of the Bible study and and I was like I was like, uh, uh it's over, right? And he's and the when my buddy is like, No, no, he's got a chance. <laughs> I was like, What? It was a complete surprise. There was a lot of that in our house. It, it, it was just on and um I probably voted for Gary Johnson, but that was the first election, the first big election where I literally had divorced my emotional psyche, if that's a thing, from the Republican Party to where before it would be a super stressful event if it didn't go my way. And this was the first one where it's like I was watching it pretty much as an outsider, a little bit politically homeless. But just my mouth was open the I whole think night, you mean like politically unhoused. Yeah, okay, correct <laughs> corrections and retractions. <laughs> That's good. Um, and there was a lot of like jaw agape, just like what, what, wow. Because I was just, I just assumed Hillary would win, and uh, like anybody else. But it was refreshing for me personally to be able to watch and not. I wasn't like happy that Trump won, but I wouldn't have been, I just, Hillary was going to win and I wasn't going to be upset about that. I didn't have the framework that maybe we'll touch on a little bit later of if, if, if Hillary wins, it's the end of America as you know it or vice versa. I didn't have any of that, which I love about myself. I'll just say that. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that continues today. I I um I want the things that make for peace. And that's where I do have a little low grade anxiety, sometimes medium anxiety over whatever happens. It doesn't matter what happens tomorrow and by the time yeah. you're listening to this, it will have just happened, but it probably won't have been settled because I'm guessing it's not going to be settled tomorrow. Um if we're lucky it will be. Because I would like it to be over, but man, there's got to be some news executives that just just have the biggest figurative political boners right now over the prospect of dragging this out as long as possible and just milking every dollar out of this. And that's that's depressing as well as the prospect for actual violence, no matter who wins, is a possibility. And uh, I hurt a little bit for that emotionally to be a little dramatic sounding, but it's it's a legit feeling. Um, not for myself, but just I know people on both sides of the spectrum that feel like the stakes uh, are as high as they possibly can go 
And they can't both be right because they both feel like America is over if their person doesn't win. Sorry, it's a little bit of a rant. Yeah, and that's not uh, that's not new. That feeling that that America's over if your if your side doesn't win. No, and Wait, where where were you four years ago? Uh, I was watching it here, and I had one of my close friends who. Uh, let's, so transparency, I I did vote for Trump last go around, and I and I voted for him specifically. We'll we'll edit that out. <laughs> Mostly because Satan, I was I was really interested in having someone who had not been a a a lifelong politician in the role, and and was not interested in in seeing the Clinton machine continue to roll. So, uh, have you stopped not liking black people since then? <laughs> <laughs> and and so the uh, the buddy who I was with at the time, um, he was devastated. Uh, and, and I, I voted for Trump, but it was not, it was not like an enthusiastic vote. It was, like I said, I mean, when you're coming from a place where you would, my vote for him was almost, it was almost anti-political if you can kind of put it that way. I think a lot of people so were punk in that rock. boat. It was so punk rock. So what's his rotten, what's that guy's name? Uh, Johnny Rotten. Johnny Rotten. That's uh, Johnny Rotten. Sid Vicious. It was, <laughs> speaking of which, I just watched the video this week, which was Saturday Night Live redoing that, where they, the history of punk rock. Right. And it's in the UK and it has Fred Armisen being Sid Vicious with slash Billy Idol. He's just some like archetype uh, punk rocker. And he's totally anti-establishment until it gets to Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> and he's very pro-Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> and, and his whole band is like... Why? What? <laughs> well, that, that's interesting. That the, uh, yeah, punk rock and all all that stuff. They're they're anti. They they don't want to be told what to do, and there are groups that are trying to usurp that and trying to be like, if you want to be punk rock, then you got to do this. Like, well, uh, that's kind of antithetical to that's, that's, <laughs> the whole movement. That's the word, uh, anti-disestablishmentarianism. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's more syllables than Man. my brain can process. It used, used to be the longest word. I, I would love to try hear, to hear Biden try to say that word. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know the thing. <laughs> you know the thing. Uh, no, but the following the following phone calls I had the next day with with good friends of mine, I I remember one in particular, and and we talked through it all, and and I was being very intentionally like right down the middle and kind of vague and in, in my responses and and being um, empathetic of of the side where uh, you know someone who things didn't people who had voted for Hillary were feeling depressed and and sad and uh and those who voted for trump were feeling like me mildly happy or extremely happy and we got to the end of the conversation and and i and i this was an indicator to me that i'd played it so perfectly down the middle because he said well well who did you vote for like at the end of our conversation he still didn't know Cut to you inside your head doing high karate kicks, like high front kicks, like, yes, nailed it. The winner? No, I... Then you're like, I'm sorry, uh, you're breaking up. I, I got... Uh, uh, well, and I, and I genuinely thought, like, do I tell him? Do I, do I... 
And and so at that time, I I told him, I said, well, I'll be honest with you. Like, here's who I voted for and here's why I voted for him. And I could hear the disappointment (laughs) in his voice, the tone. And even though it was like, I I gave my answer, which was like, it's it's (laughs) anti-establishment. He, yeah, I could tell he was a little disappointed in me. And that's, that's okay. I was all right with that. And you are still friends? We are still good friends. Very good friends. Now, um, which is a good thing. I think that we need more of that. The stakes are dialed so far up that I have personally witnessed people become unfriended on socials and in real life. IRL, Jeff, in case you... Was oh, that what that means? In real life. Oh, okay. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Well... We got two boomers in here, so that's cool. Um, <laughs> but the stakes are so high, uh, we need a little bit more of remembering that uh, human beings vote for ways that are frustrating in ways that you have no idea. But it's easy to just assume, oh, you're voting for this person. I got plenty of people on my side of the fence, or my side of the familial fence, where you vote for Biden. It means you you hate America or you, you want some kind of a socialist takeover, which is not true. I don't believe that. I don't believe that's the case with those voters. And I don't believe that's going to be the case with Biden. You're going to get a version of Bush to Obama to what Hillary would have done. And you'll get some version of that. Maybe it's a little more left because the uh, Sanders wing has a little bit more say nowadays, it seems, but... I don't know. I feel like there's so much financial interest on on keeping things kind of the way they are that ultimately it's just going to be a, a version of crony capitalism that pisses everybody off and or, or you like it or you trust it if your person is in office. And and you you go along with it if your guy's in office or your gal. Um and if your person is not in office then you find ways to 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 fight against it that you just you, there's so many contradictions in that it's interesting i am curious how many people play the you know the the role of just convincing themselves like avoiding avoiding those i don't know those those situations that don't fit their narrative for their tribe so right. to speak right and 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 i wish that there was better introspection or less just less defensiveness in general where people would be able to say yeah that didn't go very well like if i'm gonna if i'm gonna have any sort of like i know like recently we had those um the congressional hearings with the uh zuckerberg was on there um jack dorsey was on there too and sanjay yeah oh my uh, gosh dorsey he looked terrible everyone's (laughs) talking about jack dorsey's beard also he had a nose ring did he yeah I just thought it was sweat and snot. Dorsey's Twitter? Dorsey's yeah. Twitter, yeah. The Apple guy. So so the only thing is, and I don't know if it's just lip service, but Google. at least there were, I heard moments where they were saying, yeah, we didn't get that one right. Or sometimes we're not going to get it right. And and it was comforting. Again, maybe it's just lip service. Maybe they're like, yeah, mm, maybe yeah. we're not going to get it right forever. <laughs> <laughs> He cut to the behind yeah. his back. His fingers are crossed. I know, but to finish the thought is, you know that that uh, that kind of thinking could go a long way in in politics as well. But you can never. I mean, 
when's the last time you heard a politician say, yeah, you know, we didn't get that one right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, suicide. I, uh, one of the things that I meant to, I don't think I mentioned at all during the Brandon Anders episode, but it, it's, it's how, um, wow, that just, that was just right there. It was chambered as you were finishing. And Maybe that's why you didn't away. mention it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Hey, can I just thank you for this gin and tonic, Andy? I mean, just right out the gate, oh, yeah. Andy gave us gin and tonics made hand, mm. made handmade from scratch. Oh yeah. And um by a handmaid? By a handmaid. handmaid. Yes, I scratched them. Yeah. <clears throat> Wait, you scratch they're yeah. scratch and sniff. <clears throat> it uh, is delicious. Uh, <laughs> okay, I got it. It's <laughs> back. Okay. Uh thank you guys for indulging me. <laughs> Donald <laughs> Trump That pause was brought to you by the gin and tonic. <laughs> Fueled <For> by sure. <laughs> But we lost uh, it. <laughs> the uh the Good God. You okay? wow, he's working up yeah. for something. Wow. This, this is gonna be good. No, it's it's how it's it's how the media has um they've been aggressive towards Trump and I actually like that. I I think that my my problem with it and my worry is it is that if it goes back to Biden the media turns that valve off and they're less aggressive cuz I know it can drive people crazy that are Republicans when the media is going after Trump. Um, and they do, but I think that's kind of what the media should be doing. And the danger is like, they, they turn that off. And cause I, I've seen a bunch of memes when they first, when Biden first announced Kamala, Kamala, sorry. I've noticed that she says it differently too. Uh, when pronounced Kamala, when, when chameleon, when she was first announced Biden, um, the, there was, the thought was, um, man, I'm like losing my train of thought here. You um, did pour a little extra of the gin yeah. in, and so yeah. you hit four. Did you hit four? Yeah. Now we got three 40. people in the geriatric <laughs> category. <laughs> Let's all talk like Joe. Go. Well, um, you, you were saying that you're you were actually glad that the that Andy's the news is taking out. Trump to task. And yes, and if Biden gets elected, they'll turn it off. If Biden gets elected, they will turn it off. And um, we we need so the memes I saw were related to we don't like we understand there's a problem with Biden, there's a problem with Kamala, but we will hold them accountable. Let's get him in. Trump is a monster. We need to get rid of him. Get him in, then we'll hold him accountable, and then. But just do the math and go back and think about, uh, be honest about Obama and the prosecution of journalists, the deportations of illegal immigrants was higher than any other president. The cages for were built by, were built by him. That doesn't mean it's okay that it's continuing. I don't, I don't like that version of what about where it's like, well, what about him? He did it. It's like, okay, well, let's think maybe it shouldn't have been done or maybe we need to think about how we're doing it better, how we should be doing it better. Um, and so that's my worry is that partisanship prevents you from holding accountability when you, you have your people in power. You you have, it's so easy to find a way to, you, then you're going to go on defense to defend them because Fox News will be go- coming, shooting their flaming arrows at uh at Biden, and I think uh, 
That's that. That's my worry is that no matter who's in, you just, you don't, the accountability never happens and we keep maintaining this bullshit two-party system. And that, that, that was part of the memes argument against voting third party was part of the, part of the deal. It was like, we can't vote two party. It, this is too important. We have to, sorry, important. <laughs> so, um, I just worry that I know that's not going to happen. And that's, that's why it's like, nope, we, for me, it helps that it's California. It doesn't really matter. It's going to go blue. Or is it Jeff? Oh, but it, it could, it could it, turn, it could, man. But I did vote third party. Um, last time for What'd that reason. This time, <clears throat> this time, same. So lame. I voted for Joe <laughs> Jorgensen. Oh, I saw his other name. Joe Scott. Who did you vote for? <laughs> I I haven't voted yet, but I have filled out the filled out the ballot. And do you mind? Uh, sh- you want to share? Are you undecided? <laughs> <laughs> um. Top of the ticket, baby. Real well, top of the ticket is Biden. Kanye West. Really? Yeah. Oh. Not on mine. Oh, really? Yeah. On mine, Biden was first. Maybe you better go double check your <laughs> oh, Yeah, I should go check. Oh, you guys canceled each other out. I should go check. Yeah, on mine, Biden was at the bottom. They they put Trump really? at the top and Biden at Biden Biden really? at the bottom. Uh, to separate them, I guess. I, I wonder if it was no. I wonder if it was to separate them. <laughs> I don't know how to read here. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious as if they mixed up. Uh, I mean, if they did, uh, you're not going to get the same order, and that got you know. Th- it's like having tests, like a test for a hundred, a hundred people. Actually, it's like a photo, and you get. Uh, oh yeah, he's brought documented proof, and you. It is fascinating, though. <laughs> And, you, and it's great pod. Okay, that's totally different than mine. So Donald Trump is at the top of the president uh, voting area, and then it's Gloria, whatever. Estefan. Rocky. Gloria Estefan. Rocky and Kanye. How, I, was a, yeah. I was a heartbeat away from voting Jorgensen, for Kanye. And then Biden. On mine, it was Biden first. In fact, every Democrat was first every single Oh really? Yeah, every single one. So I had I had an another one, another one where Republican was first in, in another for some orange county from city right. Of, yeah. So they do city mix vote. it up. Scott's voting multiple times this year, which is good. <laughs> yeah. Again, vote early. Vote yeah, you want to see my uh, the other the other ballot I filled out? Oh, I sure do, and so do the listeners. <laughs> This will be. Uh, yeah. uh, we'll we'll have your ballot be the picture of no of. Oh, oh that's God. good. Yeah, we can put that on there. Rose bibles and beer art. <laughs> yeah. Scott's ballot. Scott's ballot will be will be the the uh, episode yeah. artwork. By the way, are you allowed to take pictures in the voting area? I don't think so. I don't think you're allowed to. I did it. I did it before. Okay. And I think I, this is back when I was still on social media. Mm, it was the last one or two before. And I remember my caption was "Jazz the vote," Don't, jazz the not vote. rock the vote. Let's jazz, jazz the vote the this vote. year. Jazz the vote. Yeah, <laughs> such a disruptor. And that they did. Okay, so there's four of us, and one has. So you're an added Trump voter. Yeah. Out of the so the new Trump voter. The thing. Yep. The thing was that they said. Oh, what did Andy oh, say? Oh, I'm, I'm. No. Let me. Uh, let me tell you lies. Um. If you are a Trump voter in 2016, you're a Trump voter 
today. You're not switching. If there's additions to Trump, uh, it is going to be, I mean, even if it's just three or four percent, which they're already predicting three, at least three or four percent will have come from like uh, independent or non-voting to uh, Trump voting and Biden would not be able to hold on to some of the Clinton votes. Um, they either just drop off in general or um, they would vote in some other way, whether it was Trump or anyway, there there's, there's the, really, I'm here to tell you that it's going to be a landslide. It's going to be a Scott, red could landslide. Could you pass the uh, dressing? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, now I'd like uh, to I'd like to read a newspaper article about a lady who was planting flowers today. Uh, it turns out Janine makes the best chili in the county. What's your What's your secret to your recipe? No, but that's and, a good point. And who'd you vote for? I voted for Kanye West. It's the cumin. Uh, that's the a good that's, that's a good point though. There there's the the hashtag walk away movement. So the um, I forget the the guy's name, but he's a he's a gay guy. Tim Cast. Oh, Dave Rubin. Yeah, uh, well, Tim. M- well, M- Milo. Yeah, uh, there, <laughs> two words. I forget his name. First name, last name. But uh, he started the hashtag Walk Away Movement, and um, so he's gay, but and he voted for Obama, but he's he switched, uh, and a lot of people have joined this this movement, and a lot of them are gay. So there's it. it there seems to be, and I don't know how significant it is, but it seems to be um, a good good number of gay people who are voting for Trump. And I, this is also seen in the Blexit. So well, I the, did see that. Black exit. Yeah, that. I, yeah. And I saw the uh, the YMCA Trump parade in Beverly Hills. And oh, good grief. Yeah. Were there more sailors or were there more bikers? It was on the sailor side. We'll, we'll edit that out. Um, so, that's a real thing. It's reporting on the news. That's what we're doing now, I guess. If that's what they want to dress as. It's possible. The polls... It was Halloween, now, Zach. Let's go to Zach for the weather. The polls have been showing just another... Uh, Trump is not going to win. And last time it was... They got the popular vote right generally in the polls... They didn't account for the Electoral College. That's where they got it wrong. It didn't go the way they thought it would. And supposedly they've corrected in their metrics. They've corrected for all that. And they're still showing a sizable Biden win. So it will be interesting to see how it plays out. Like I, like last week when everybody predicted and kind of everybody was on board with, well, I didn't really predict. I rode the fence, but I could see it going to Trump and having it just be another shitstorm of like I cannot believe this happened again. The shy Trump voter—that's the—that's uh, the the phenomenon they're calling, right? Yeah, and and the um, the different types of questions that they, they've been asking. So they go with the what's called the uh, shoot, I forget the name of it, but it essentially is your, your uh, what are your friends? So it's like your neighbors. Yeah. Oh, who are you voting for? Oh, I'm voting for Biden. Who are your yeah. neighbors voting for? Uh, they're all voting for Trump. Yeah. yeah. So the the numbers change dramatically when asked if if who who someone else might be voting for. Trump's numbers go up, and yeah. and that does 
does make sense because there is one particular group who tends to act out physically against another particular group uh, as opposed to the other way around. So I am curious though, where do you guys land on uh, in general? The, the whole discussion about this, it, 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 like two things that pop into my head are number one, America is founded on rejecting uh, British rule, effectively having a king, and then they um, inst- and then they create a president, which is another word for king. And <laughs> in many ways, uh, it is it is like a, a faux monarchy. We have our own royal families. We have our own royal families, which is the, interesting. The didn't, um, what didn't what's her name? The who, who married Prince. Uh, Charles or whatever, not Prince Charles. Uh, Meghan Markle. Me- Meghan Markle. I mean, said, I don't know. She says she wanted to run for. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's, she says she wanted to run for president. It was like, uh, well, you're at, you're actually a princess of another country. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that yeah. go over to one. That's interesting. So, but but what it did make me think of was, uh, but they denounced their throne. Is it, it? Didn't they? I mean, the the Book of Kings is effectively. Uh, Israel was asking for asking God for a king right. and and God was like are you sh- are you sure you want this he told them to not to not have a king yeah and they're like nope we want this and he's like okay you're gonna get what you're asking for and then he gave him rules he gave rules for the king of course which they disobeyed that as well yeah right and so uh, while I don't feel like God has been actively well I don't know he hasn't been telling me don't have a king. Have you guys been getting anything lately? Let me check. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, oh, I, I oh, wait, wait, wait. No. No, but there, there does feel a little bit of a connection there. And, and because for, for whatever reason in my mind, the, the concept of tribalism seems stronger when you're using the, the concept of a king and it, and historically, it seems like it's always, it's always been there. And so, uh, have we as a nation kind of like drifted it back into this? I don't know. Is this is this Third Kings? Are we are we in the book, are we in the book of Third Kings? That is the episode name. Yeah, I think there's a version of that. I mean, I don't, I am okay with people that don't profess to be Christians being all into their political team and going full throttle with it. I, I could still make a good argument about why that's not a great idea and why we should um, consider a more uh, personal freedom approach and being aware of your individual, your individuality as well as the community you're a part of and how you can help that using your gifts and how all that can kind of work together in a holistic way that is healthier than what, how we've been doing it. But but for for the non, but I, I think you're you're talking about the non-religious yeah, but, groups. So I, yeah, yeah. What, but what, the what, religious groups, it's. But what would, what would you recommend for the non, like if they were not going to do that, not uh, be political? Would it would the recommendation be the same? Um, if the non-religious groups were going to be political, we're not going to be political because you started out by saying I recommend that my non-religious people. Yeah, well, I was my I was going to circle back to the the religious people. The part that's oh, yeah. frustrating to me was is when you dislike right now there's 
there is a, a religious left movement that seems to be stronger than it was in the past and they reject they they call out the misgivings and the problems of the religious right being connected to politics in ways that are maybe unhealthy and i think you can make a good case for that but then if you end up doing a version of that that just appeals to your religious slash political sensibilities that's no better if if it involves something that has a monopoly on power, which is the state. And so if you're just reappropriating the state to do your bidding, um, you're doing the thing that you hated, and which is kind of what we do in general. And it is a religion. It, 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 they're, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're secular by identify, by self-identity, but they, they have, I mean, it is, they have the elements of religion. They have the main tenets, these are the things. No, that, well, you're talking about something yeah. different now. Like what, I'm not talking about that what quadrant I, I, of this conversation. Are we in? I I don't know. We're just flowing. Uh, well, it's just the. <laughs> I'm talking about religious people that that reject people the religion and state connection of the right, uh, and they switch to the left, but then they end okay. up doing a, a same version of right, that. Okay. And that's where it's like, no, you you they called out for out. good reason the the connections that are unhealthy between using the state appropriating the state for your religious power that's not a good connection but then when you do it when you want to do a version of that over here on the left that's not a good thing either and uh okay and that that's where it's like pull back and the kingdom of god is something that operates uh outside of the uh the way of the world which is this left-right paradigm and getting things done through a monopoly on power and and i think Stringing back to what Andy was saying. Just lick the mic. That's gross. Why would you do that? Thank goodness no one beside you uses that mic. (laughs) I'm going to put a sticker on it. says, nine months ago, it wouldn't be gross, but now it's gross. This is Scott's COVID mic. Uh, (laughs) That, yeah, a king or president, whatever you want to call it. Well, I mean, there is a difference. I mean, separation of powers and all this stuff. But at some point... If you squint, you can see the difference. Yeah. At some point... Um, for a society, for for individual people to cooperate, there for that to happen, for that cooperation, there has to be some form of power or institution outside of the person that can govern. Because if, if there's not, then each individual has has uh is a constituent and they want they have their wants and needs like relativism and yeah who so it it still comes down to who gets what when and how it's it's still an an economic question how how do in how do individuals cooperate as a society without some overarching rules that, that that you you give up some of your rights to protect others other rights to cooperate as a community so that you can so society can progress so that that becomes yeah. a question and we what, seem what to be to call cr- that we seem yeah. to be at a crossroads there in our society a crossroads where we have two groups that don't they they believe polar opposite or even if they don't they feel like the other side is so far from they're thinking that they're like, you should be put in prison. 
you're an awful person. <laughs> we could circle back to that. There's an emotional too, quality. Wow. No, but this comes down to if this doesn't happen, it it will be the end the end of it. Yeah. And well, Zach, and, come on, Zach. Yeah. Zach Zach actually had but this I, idea of I mean, we're we're running, we're running 40 here. Is it, <laughs> is it the end of the world as we know it? Is right. this the most important thing? I do have a couple clips. Because um, there's emotional quality to these elections. That before we go to those, I just sure. to uh, go back to Andy and, and the King's question in in the, the Bible in the, the early Israel um, uh, after they left Egypt and wandering in the desert. But it's not that they didn't have a leader, right? It's, and so I think that's a just yeah, a, that's a, fair. a point to you, you can't leave out. Um, it's just for some reason they didn't want a prophet to lead them. They wanted some. Yeah. Else, yeah. They wanted yeah. a version of they see their neighbors. Oh, these people have these things. Yeah. We should do that too. Yeah. And I have a question that I think is interesting for us to go after, but it's it's going to divert us a little bit. So maybe let's hit this and I'll hold on to that question and we'll we'll come back to it. All right, let me just start with this one, and we'll see what happens. I'm going to click it now. They will be held the most important election you have ever been called upon to attend. That is the Philadelphia Aurora newspaper in 1805, and it goes on. Today you are to meet your old and uniform political opponents, the Federalists, who are supported by a mongrel faction destitute of all principles. 1805. So it goes back. I mean, I'm sure there's a version of it that goes back. He was further. This is from a podcast called The Pessimist Archive. Um, when we first started doing What Are You Consuming? I think I mentioned them. It's worth listening to, if only for the history on new technologies that freak people out. And they're like, oh my God, this is going to bring society down. Robot Some of these talks. things are like bicycles or the waltz. Um, but at the like, time, <laughs> they're super. At the time, people are really freaked out about it. And then, yeah. hinds, with hindsight and a, a knowledge of history, we might have a bigger picture today. Even though, yes, there are some problems that are real and big and hurt people or impact people. None of this should should discount that. But I feel like that podcaster went to a Montessori school, and when he got home at the end of the day, <laughs> he would go up to his mom and go, "Mom." Guess who got an A in enunciation? <laughs> That's right. This guy. There is a little bit of I that. I went to Montclair Montessori in Omaha, Nebraska, Andy. This is my golden star for enunciation, mother. But just the idea of the most election ever, the most important election ever. Is, oh, this uh, one is it. This, this one is, the most is definitely important. it. This and, is the most until important Until two years from now. This is the most recent election ever. That is... A fact. I mean, <laughs> people don't say that there's a most important election. This is the most important election. They've never said that before. Ever. Americans have been told since at least a few decades into the country's existence that many or most or even all of the elections they're called to vote in are the most important. And it makes me wonder why this phrase and why has it endured for so long? Well, let me tell you a story that maybe will encapsulate it. This is Jim, and he knows a few things about elections. Jim Messina, I was Barack Obama's campaign manager and deputy White House chief of staff. And when Jim was serving as Obama's campaign manager, often around two o'clock in the morning, I'd get a call from the smartest political operative in the world, which is Bill Clinton. 
two in the morning. Hello? Good evening. Always in the middle of the night. Always woke me up. And Bill Clinton would always say, Jim, Oh, he definitely had Coke on his nose. (laughs) I mean, always in the middle of the night, Clinton's waking him up, talking to him. Why are you down, Jam? (laughs) Yes, he's under my desk. Every presidential election around the world is always a referendum on the future. And if you win that referendum, you'll win the election. If you don't, you won't. And when you start to kind of look back at, at how people begin Words to of wisdom, that, Lloyd. <laughs> it has become Duh. sort of de rigueur in American politics to make one of the benchmarks for why you should participate into this election has consequences. And it's incredibly important. And some oh. politicians have okay. short-circuited that by saying it's the most important election of our lifetime. And of course, Jim's own candidate used the phrase too, but Jim says Obama didn't really like the Pause phrase. Real quick. So in-, uh, in his defense, I mean, it is COVID. Who knows how long anyone's lifetime is? That's so right. it true. technically could be. Well, I mean, we made it past 2012, which is a miracle. And right. it's already 12 months after AOC said the world you know is going to I am going to not play the rest of that, which was going to include Obama making a passing reference to, you know, politicians often say it's the most election, but this one actually is. And they, they go on to talk about how Obama just recognizing the bullshittery of that, but then actually saying the bullshittery right. made it more believable and people believed Obama more. Because he acknowledged how it's, it's bullshit. For the first time, we had you know a uh, you know clean, clean cut, well spoken uh, you know black person. He's very, that, he's very you articulate. Know, you know, you guys have already articulate. quoted that a Biden. Quote? You quoted Biden multiple times, and you've reached <laughs> your quota. <laughs> it's a Biden That's quote. Right. Oh my god, Biden! Biden is the one. He's the racist man. So, ah, so right. frustrating. Do you, you have more on this though, don't you? Well, I do. You mentioned 2012, and I'll play a quick okay. one that's kind of yeah. humorous, and then keep no, no. keep what you're thinking. I'm still remembering it. If we look to history, Chuck our Norris, great country, and freedom are under attack. We're at a tipping point, and quite possibly our country as that's we know Chuck it. That's Chuck Norris. If we look to history, our over. great country and freedom are under attack. Our great country and freedom are under attack. Also. Uh, was he possessed by Ronald Reagan? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't sound well, like. Well, I I don't remember. A little bit. Like ass, it's not well, an ass kicking. Reagan was Chuck old Norris. though when he was president. Yeah, he well, was. is that he was younger than these two guys? Is that Norris pop, is old? That, that does go, it. Yeah, does it bode well for Do, Norris. But this is 2012. Well, I'll kick you in the face with uh, my left foot. <laughs> We're at a tipping point, and quite possibly oh our God. country, as we know it, right there. may it's be close. lost forever if we don't change. May be lost forever and ever. Keep in mind, 2012, before the Obama re-election. We will cease to be a country. So if we don't elect Romney, the country is lost <laughs> forever. Romney. Uh, of course, our country is headed. We know you love your family and your freedom as much as Gina and I do. And it is because he of was that standing with his wife. we can no longer sit quietly or stand on the sidelines and watch our country go the way of socialism or something. Don't sit. Worse. Don't stand. What, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Get can't sit squ- quietly. Can't stand on sidelines. Get in a squat. <laughs> okay, continue. So that was it. Socialism no. or some other evil. 
and that was Obama got elected. Somehow we survived in general. Uh, this is Republican not Republican held Senate. And, yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not anybody's gain or fault. But in general, things are better for more people than they ever have been, including right now. Um, certain problems notwithstanding. But that's uh, that one tickles me. I love that one. Just that every year it, it is the most important. And may, technically, maybe it is every year. It just keeps ramping up. Um, kind of like this. So in short, the phrase is doing three things. It's raising the stakes, it's creating a bond, and it's driving engagement. Which, when you think about it, makes this is the most important election of our lifetime a lot like a different kind of contest. One where the contestants are just as self-interested, but considerably more attractive. The most shocking finale in Bachelor history. Here's a special look at what promises to be one of the most dramatic and emotional finales ever. This season of The Bachelor is an unbelievable journey like you've never seen before. But this new season of The Bachelorette is like nothing you've ever seen before. (laughs) And it's not because of the pandemic. Oh, sick. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Clicks and views, man. Clicks and views. They do that in in sports. um, Like, hey, this is the most important game. And yeah, you could they do don't win that. this one. Yeah. That uh, was the most unbelievable catch. Scott. Well, <laughs> it's because we're narrative consuming creatures and we need we need a story and a storyline to lock into and and because we're living in a world where we're inundated with information and storylines, it's got to stand out and so the superlatives are the things that like that they've got to they've got to end up throwing out, but you know, I mean, just like you've demonstrated with The Bachelor, at we're we're becoming numb to those things. So we see it escalate. That's which I don't know how you start escalating beyond the most ever. I I would um and I I think I would take a maybe a slightly <clears throat> different angle. Is that <clears throat> each election as you're approaching it? is the most important election. Like, this is the thing you're looking for. This is the thing you can affect. Ever, though? I don't care about ever. That's the point. Yeah, it's I, that it's ever. There's never been one in history that's more important than this. It, in my view... It's the most important one this year. Potentially irrelevant. Potentially irrelevant whether you throw ever on there. Uh, but the one that's coming up is the one that is going to affect your life next. And you might have a chance to do something about it. Now, ever, if if you want to put ever on there, well, then you got to look at: is there a point? Like, let's 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 bring up the maybe a, a, a the most famous person that we, people like to uh, use as a bad example: Kim Kardashian. Will Chamberlain. Kim Kardashian. Okay, so the night when they they videotape. Never mind. <laughs> Thanks uh, for going along. Uh, but in I don't know. Let's say nineteen. Uh, 24, was that a pretty important election? I don't know what actual year that was. In Germany, is that it a pretty- was 1924. Is that a pretty important election? Maybe the most important election ever in the history of Germany. I, I'm just saying, at some point in a nation's history, there is an election where things can turn and- 
really shape that country for the better or for the worse. There's yeah. a crossroads at some point. I'm not sure if this is this is one, but so I would at say some point. I would say important. We know when we reflect back on, we're yeah. like that election was that defined like you're saying that defined the next 20 years or the next you know whatever but we certainly don't know it going into it right that'd be great what if the language all just changed this might be the most important election ever (laughs) but that's what i was the psychological part of it the cliffhanger (laughs) (laughs) but even better i hope you're listening that's how you would talk about the bachelorette influencers Uh, but tune in next decade. The, there's a psychological <laughs> impact to this is the most important election of I your know, life. It's hype, it's hype man. Zach, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm bringing socialism in. Uh, I'm I'm saying that that's only used because it's just a psycho psycho psychological words that will grab you for the moment and hopefully drive your emotions up and then you know, you'll go and you'll go and vote blue or red or whatever it is you're gonna. I do. feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of doomsday profiteering, and the, everyone is believing their doomsday prophet at the same time. Whether it's a news from whatever perspective, yeah. political, religious, and uh, I don't know. I feel like it, back in the day, it was the guy holding the end is nigh sign, and everybody kind of was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But nowadays, the end is nigh for everything all the time, and we believe it. And I, f- there's some narcissism in there. Maybe social media is to blame a little bit, but uh, social media feel like we we are the ones that will. Well, yes, we're so so. I know that's our whipping boy, though. Social it, media is always is. our whipping boy. I think I wouldn't be surprised if advertising played an even larger role. Honestly, because it is, this is all like variations on, on advertising. Advertising on social media. <laughs> oh, the perfect But people storm. wouldn't turn on, like TV was the medium and, or the radio. People wouldn't like, I got to get back on, you know, the radio. I got to get back on the TV. It's like that you're walking around with your, their marketing scheme for you in your hand, uh, 24 seven. That, that's a problem. Yeah. And I, and I had a, a, Democrat tell me that if Trump wins, our, our democracy is over. Yeah. For him. I've heard a version of that. So I'm curious if uh, the the question that I had thought of, I just remembered this line from an old Bob Dylan song where he says uh, it, it was when he'd become a Christian. It was during that like phase in his life where he was a Christian and he wrote some song and, and a line in his song is, uh, you, you, got, s- you got to serve somebody. <laughs> and, and, and that was his, his point was like, uh, whatever that thing is, whoever that person is, like you're making a choice. And so I wonder, you know, we can't, we don't have listeners on here, but I wonder if, if, if we in our own lives identify like, <laughs> who's the president we're voting for. That president could be anything at, at all. But do we, do we find ourselves effectively serving uh, some other thing other than, than God at times? It's probably, I'm sure that's not constant, but. Yeah. In the context of, of uh, Wait, politics. I thought or... we weren't going to have difficult questions tonight, Andy. That's <laughs> no, I'm trying to validate the uh, second B in our 
podcast name a little bit. <laughs> What's the biblical response, Andy? I, I I mean, in general, like if if we take the the idea that that uh, people have have aligned so heavily in in terms of feelings of tribalism, and that 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 is spearheaded by an individual who is running for president, running for office, and and they're willing to throw their lives and their relationships behind the support of this person. That is an action or an activity or a way of thinking that can also manifest in other areas of our lives that we throw our, that, you know, we effectively serve some other thing, whether it is money, whether it is, uh, you know, safety, sex, blah, 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 fill in the, uh, fill in the blanks there. But I'm, I am kind of curious about that thing is is if we substitute uh god for other things in our lives and it's it it's probably a moving target wait we are going there wow okay i wanted right. to ask you more about safety sex because <laughs> like what does that look like or i think that's kind of equipment yeah well you know if you're not sure where your partner's traffic been. traffic cones are involved Andy, or... i'm gonna answer your question oh, oh all right wow uh i don't think i necessarily replace i certainly don't replace god with something else but i do have distractions out there that pull me in other directions but it's not replacing god does that make sense i think you're trying to be generous to yourself to avoid feeling guilty for replacing god with things (laughs) (laughs) well maybe it's not replacing god but but i think part of what my the dots of my brain is connecting is is where we get most energetic and 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 most passionate about are those things outside of who God is and and like are we more passionate about politics and sports than we are about God? Yeah, that's a good question, and and of course it's not one or the other. You, hey, you can, Andy, you can you're, do you're an asshole. For us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's the Holy Spirit convicting you, Jeff. It's not me. And you called him an asshole. And I gendered the Holy Spirit. Wow. That's really close to blaspheming. Blasph of me of the Holy, Holy Spirit. Blasp of me. I repent. Yeah, it's it's yeah, not one or the other. You can do you can be involved in politics and not be a replacement. It'd be, yeah, know, no, just no, like no. other things. But it should inform and that's not what I'm saying. To be to be clear, like let's imagine right. that we have to create a hierarchy. We have to stack rank all the things in our lives. Yeah. And and the question is, do we find ourselves and and, and I think that's that stack rank is always moving. Like I, I don't think it's static. Right. And so so what are the things that you find sometimes if you did a spot check on yourself and went, you know what? Uh I think spots two one, two, and three become interchangeable at times in my life. God supports politics would be the, let's let's God <laughs> let's politics. work with us family whatever you know like any of Family's those four yeah well it's been a good year for LA fans so <laughs> <laughs> I almost think- wait except for never mind go ahead <clears throat> except for the Rams the Kings and the Kings God don't even get me started old sports I don't care well the I fact is you can create a list but then once you look at that list. Like you could hand it to your spouse for, you know, or your best friend or whatever it might be. And you say, oh, here's my list of priorities. This is my number one, like, uh, 
They might call you out and be like, dude, your number one is not your number one. Ooh. Like if you were, if you're married, you got family and all you do is hang out with your buddies and play, you know, playing cards and playing golf on the weekends. Uh, They're like, dude, you need to maybe rethink your list here. That may be what you would love it to be and you believe it to be, but in reality, is it really your priority list? And that could come down to like faith and politics and friendships and uh, marriage and all that. And you, you make the list, but there's a gut check there where you look in the mirror and you're like, Ooh, but there's, there's a whole lot of, you know, coming to Jesus moment there where you got to be honest. That's good. That's a good deflection. So what's uh, on your list? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jesus is number one. Really? I'm not asking what's. I'm not really asking what's on the list. All I'm really asking is, as we're in the most intense moments where in our country we we could easily make the statement that there is could be a large percentage of people that are placing politics above religion in their lives. Like they're going to be distraught, Christians distraught that believe, you know, let's say Biden loses, Trump wins, and they're just like, oh, I, I don't, like I don't care how they, they feel after. No, no, I'm no. just saying right now, like, right, but there's the reality. Most, there's the most important thing to them in their lives no, right okay. now. So, so if you're, again, your stack ranking, the priorities of influence in your life, again, I'm trying to tie it back like, Bob Dylan's comedy, you got to serve somebody. So what are you serving? It's your idea that you are internally serving politics. Number one, that is, that becomes yours. Somebody could utilize that as, well, I'm serving God by supporting this candidate. And you're like, you're bullshitting yourself. I mean, maybe or or maybe you're delusional or maybe you do believe it or. It's a good question. Is that, well, I guess we got to ask first, is that possible? And then. If it's possible, you're bad. And is it is is that the case in this? The particular... Bible says that all things are possible, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not playing in the NBA. Right. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, my, my point really is is trying to get down. Yeah, to, what's like, your point, Andy? Well, I'm getting it three times. I'll give it to you a fourth time. Hopefully, you get it this time, Jeff. Yeah, uh, I'm getting my pay, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the point is is really like again we're. The, the 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 reference back to when Israel's asking for a king and God's saying like are you sure you really want to get a king and and mm-hmm. it is oh, I, I think and and I should have looked this up beforehand so my my bad memory has not served me very well here but but the idea then that that God's people at that time were not satisfied with who God was and God's provision in their life yeah. And they wanted a physical, tangible leader on earth to be able to follow after. And some of that we could probably imagine was just some cultural and human characteristics that that draw us to that, that we want that, that we seek after that, for better or for worse. Well, they started, that wasn't the first thing that they were dissatisfied with. When they, they leave and then they're complaining about the food that God is providing and the they say, oh, we, you know, we wish we could go back to Egypt and be slaves again. Can well, I get a salad at least? <laughs> it was <laughs> My kids do that to me all the time. Like, oh, what? We're going to eat steak. I'm like, you know what? Out. Go, go find food. You know, guys, turns out uh, manna is the candy corn of ancient Egypt. It is, uh, man. It's coriander <laughs> and it's, it had honey in it, man. This is bland. Everyone hates yeah. it, though. But 
but I, but I, yeah. So, so I wonder that in, in this our most intense <laughs> intense season of seeking after. He's trying for a fifth time, guys. <laughs> I'm dropping it. I haven't. No, the I have. Fifth I, have element I think I have. Well, I have a personal anecdote. Yes. Um, oh, fantastic! It's um. Go ahead, Zach. It's gonna be a little humble braggy. Again. You've already done that once on this podcast. <laughs> well, you quoted Biden three times. You're only supposed to do two. So, um, Come on, man. No, but it's, uh, man, my, somehow Lisa man. and I have cultivated, we have friends on many different sides of political and religious spectrums. And we're almost like a neutral party where it's not that everything. You don't like conflict, do you? Well, that's part of it. Right, that's the that's the dark side of the superpower. But it is the the upside of the superpower is you talk to people and they feel comfortable talking to you no matter where they're at. And I want to somehow impart that to the kids, to my girls, that no matter what you believe, like you can have strong beliefs and have convictions and and really seek the truth, but hold it in a way that you can be there, you can be somebody for everyone in a time of need, What you know, whether it's just somebody venting or whatever it is. Um, basically, have that agape love mentality and not need to. Uh, you don't need to conform your beliefs, You don't, but you also don't need to prove your beliefs wrong towards people. And you can be that kind of a safe space and a place people go to to feel judgment-free um, if they need help whether it's just venting or if they need help. I mean, we've had, we've had both and somehow that now it's more intentional for Lisa and I, but I don't think it was always intentional. Like we were, this is what we wanted to do, but somehow it's sort of fallen in that vein. And Jeff, you're joking about it. There is a downside. And part of the reason we're there is because I have a, I'm very conflict adverse. So it is easy for me to avoid confrontation. And some of that just makes, that has made me a better listener. But also the trick is knowing when is the appropriate time to be like, you know what, this is not safe for you or I need to step up and like vocalize where there is a problem or where there should be a little declaration. That's a tricky thing. And that comes with wisdom, but give me the last time that that happened with you. Were you three? (laughs) Mommy, uh, the last time that happened, yeah, well, it's been a uh, close, close friends where combination of them knowing they could come to me with uh, some real shitstorm happenings, but then being able to like ask difficult questions to kind of challenge, uh, I can't really go into detail. And when you yeah, look, okay. is it, and when you look, is it still you being neutral and just being a, a, a you know, you're questioning? Uh, I'm really just trying to f- it's, prove it's, you wrong. It's being, I know, <laughs> it's being for, it's n- them knowing that I am for their thriving right. and their family's thriving, and so I can ask difficult questions, but it's in a way that somehow doesn't betray that that base of. I am for you. None of this is about me saying you're wrong and shoving your nose in the shit. And the and to use your word cultivating, it's it's friendships, it's relationships that you've cultivated that you do have that. I took horticulture in yeah, high school to get right, an A right. and I got that A. 
I got it. I'm glad you planted that seed. I didn't get a lot of A's, but in horticulture, I did. Plant that seed. Well, that was touching. It had nothing to do with my question. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> all right, Andy, a sixth time. Well, that was honest. Uh, yeah, we all. We who, all. Who do you uh, serve? We. I, well, I, I think, think we all serving. do that. It is. I know. I know. Andy we just all doesn't do. get it. No. It, the serving part. It is a place that people go to where they don't even realize I'm serving as you brought money or I'm serving myself or I'm whatever it might be. And people say one thing a lot of times and they're really serving something else. And actually they use their voice and their leverage to, to do what they need. And they say, Oh yeah, like I'm, you know, I'm a godly man and they're doing something else. And it could be anything. It reminds me of my favorite bumper sticker as for me in my house. We will serve the Lord. Yeah. That's my favorite one. That's a good one. It's one of the... Joshua? I think so, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Good good reference. I was thinking about that. I was like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, Joshua. Yeah. I mean, because you said it. I'll take the gold star for the episode. Thank you. (laughs) Do you think that um, this hierarchy thing of, you know, obviously like putting God at the front... I think for a lot of people that means that can look really gross and religious and rigid. And you, you think it's like doing things as a Christian bunny ears, like, like explicitly that means when you're in the restaurant, you need to make sure everyone knows that Jesus died for their sins. And, <laughs> and cause I've been around those people and, and where it, like street preacher types where every interaction has yes. to be declared with that. And that, that in my opinion, Probably gonna differ here, but the point is not to, to argue about this. But that can be really gross and manipulative feeling. Um, having been on the other end of that, uh, so, and I'm wondering if that that serving the Lord that can look a lot more like boots on the ground and like integrated, holistic, day to day interactions, and it's just filtering through what you're doing, and it's not a hey. Let me make sure I put this Jesus right. bumper sticker on right. everything I'm there are doing. Extremes on extremes both ways because you can you can get into that. Oh, I'm just it, just me living my life is serving the Lord, but that's what everyone does. You just live your life. So I mean, there, there's ex, there are extremes both both ways. So yeah, sometimes yeah. the Lord looks like cussing yeah. at Jared Goff watching the Rams. <laughs> that's my Lord on Sunday. <laughs> Thank you for answering. <laughs> but but I think, uh, or I'm thinking about, like, what's the difference between being politically active and going to work? You're going to work. You're not like, you're not, your mind isn't thinking about the Lord the whole time you're at work, but you kind of got to go to work. Um, in our system, we have the ability to be involved in, in politics and shape our society shape our society potentially uh, by our vote and by our advocacy that that can be uh well it is i mean it's a part of our lives i mean that, uh, yeah so it's not it's definitely not antithetical to serving the lord it's the extremes that we're talking about is is that becoming more important are you talking about that more than the lord uh or and definitely if you're doing more political stuff than taking care of your family, then yeah, sure. That that's sin. Uh, well, that's interesting. You know. Maybe that's the, well, like what, what is, if, 
it, what I hear you saying is maybe there's there's a variation where all of these activities it can in a healthy way be a version of serving the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Exercise, uh, being, being involved in your kids' sports. Yeah. That could, that could be an idol. Sure. And it, 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 yeah. And the idol maybe is the, the word that's been missing from the equation here, which is at some point, And that's why I was kind of like alluding to like, it feels like it's always a moving list, right? It's never static. It's just right, day to day. It, it, yeah. Things just change. And over months, like whatever. Yes. All of a sudden, uh, you got really into CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> Not me, definitely. <laughs> None of us here, clearly. Well, maybe you, Zach. Maybe Zach. You're questionable. But no, uh, no, that they work out their legs too much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but that is it, the thought came to mind, which is like, well, so what does that mean if we're saying that you're to serve God? And and maybe what we're landing on is it it takes lots of shapes, but but it's it's if we get the priority backwards of, of the activity itself is no longer serving God. It is serving itself. It becomes the thing, the end point. Yeah. Like in the 10 commandments, it's love. The first commandment is love the Lord, your God. And then the other, and then the second one is have no other gods. Those two are distinct. And then the others follow. And those are, they always, you know, talk about upward, first couple or first three or something are upward and then the others are outward the sir uh, uh but not because inward. everyone knows that god lives in the sky right that's right right yes continue <laughs> <laughs> uh, well when jesus prayed he looked up yeah uh he was a human just like us he got things wrong hey, they had keep going back keep going scott uh, don't let me trigger see? you keep going keep going keep going keep going <laughs> uh but but yet serving god is distinct from serving others now now i would heartily disagree well we should we should talk about that that's a good one what i'm saying that write that down for the future and i'm saying that there you can serve god by serving others but just by just by doing something for someone doesn't mean you're serving god there's a distinction there's a distinction there yeah, I heard this. I think I've used it here before, or you guys have heard me say that phrase that I did not. I did not create this, but uh, Jeff, wake up! How we love others is how we love God, and how we love yeah. God is how we love others. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. so. Um, I, I think it's Jesus. He said, uh, or Paul. I can't remember, but he said, "You say you love God, but you hate your neighbor. But if you if you." If you can't love the person that you see, how can you love the the one that you can't see? Yeah. And what you did for the least of these, you did for me. Yeah, that's another good one. So you're yeah. kind of, you're agreeing with that, but also you would say there's like a next level of direct loving God just, just that beca- is separate yeah. from loving other people. Yeah, just because someone does something for someone doesn't mean they're serving God. Okay. Well, that's not what I just said, but we, that's, that's why I'm making a, that's why I'm making a distinction. Well, you said yes, and then you said something different, but that that's fine. Zach, Zach's being confrontational. Wow, this it's, is weird. Well, I'm just being clear. I'm throwing the clarification that's shovel his back. New at master your face. that he's serving. He's serving confrontation now. That's changed. See, I'm learning, Jeff. I'm confronting. You were just bragging that you were just bragging that you weren't confrontational, and now I just I, I I you know you're the clarifier, so I want to clarify. Oh, that was a good one. 
Do you have anything else to play there, Zach? Um, I do have a supercut of a bunch of politicians talking about how this is the the most important election. I think um, that's fun. From very different... They're not all from this year, although a lot of them are recent. I was looking in the actual Bible. Um, I think it's in Colossians. It's in a bunch of the letters, but it's whatever you do in word or deed, do all for the version of do all for the glory of God or with thankfulness. And that can also mean that's going to take different shapes, like Andy said. Um, And it's going to look differently depending on the situation. There shouldn't be a one size fits all template. Like, well, I did that for this person. and Now I'm going to do the same thing over here, but they hated that. And why did they hate that? (laughs) Um, So wisdom. Actually, that's Pete N's book. Uh, the Bible for Normal People. No, that's his podcast. His most recent book, How the Bible Actually Works, his theme is considering all of Scripture as wisdom literature. And not that there aren't literal truths that are like historical and that, that are just jotting down what happened, but taking thing, reading as wisdom literature. So in the Psalms or the Proverbs, when you see you can see wisdom literature at work where it doesn't always apply, but generally if you do these things, this is going to happen. And so that approach will pay reap dividends as we've said mm, previously yes. in the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Am I clicking it? Dividends. Dividends. <laughs> um, where is that? Okay. This is the most important election of our lifetime. Booker. This is the most important election of our times. But this is the most important election, certainly in my lifetime. This is the most important election in our lifetime. This November's elections are more important than any I can remember in my lifetime, and that includes when I was on the ballot. This is the most important election of all our lifetimes. Yeah, bro. I suppose every time there was an election, uh, politicians said this is the most important election we've ever had. Politicians say every time, oh, this is the most important election. This one's really that important. It really is. The uh, 2018 election was the most important election of our lives, but the real election is the next one. What? This is the most important election of our lifetime. This will be maybe the most important election that maybe. our country's ever had. See? Maybe. When you run for president, you always come and tell big crowds like this, this is the most important election. Don't you hear that? And we can't let say them Hillary? the yeah. most important Hillary. election in our lifetimes. You shared that you think this is the most important election of your lifetime. I certainly think it's the most important election of my lifetime. Just 39 days left in the most important election in our lifetimes. There are just 14 days. There are 11 days out. Nine days. There are just eight days left. There are only now seven days left in the most important election of our lifetimes. I'd like to see that calendar, <laughs> that wall calendar. <laughs> Every day you just lived it. Seven more days are the most important. That's what all of November, like, like the week before November. It, yeah. It shifts away from seeing the whole month view and it's just like 10 pages, seven, <laughs> seven to 10 pages of like, most important seven days to the most important day. The cartoon montage. I, I think what's important is that we can't. Is it the most yeah, important? The most important? Yeah, this is the most important point, guys. <laughs> of the episode. Of this. Yeah. The last moment was 
But now this, this is, is last now. episode. This is now. This is the most important podcast about the most important podcast. <laughs> Everything in our we Maybe. said up to this point, it really wasn't important. What Scott's about to say is the most, most important. important. Oh no! So that's what that's the point I'm trying to make is that it's not. This th- is the most important. No, it's not that the others. Other things you guys said weren't important. It's just that what I'm about to say is the most important. <laughs> okay, let's focus. Oh, let's focus. That's the point. I that's see what catch. you did. That's I the see catch. what you yeah. did. That was yeah. clever. Yeah. Uh, you get the gold star for yeah, the episode. You had now. to explain it to us. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Scott. Nobody did could... explain it. It's good. You guys came up with it on your own, it's just, which is my goal. <laughs> Duh, I try. That's what thanks. I try to do. Yeah. Thanks, man. But, yeah, that each, each important... <laughs> each important... <laughs> <laughs> Each election is important. It is. The most important, though. Most important? Irrelevant. Irregardless. Irregardless. Good. (laughs) I just hope, if I could have a hope and dream for this episode, that people could have taken a little bit of a red pill. Don't take the whole bottle. That's a Michael Malice thing. Take a red pill. Don't take the whole bottle. Uh, Are you suggesting they vote for a Republican? No, that's the that's the thing. People mm. think it's a Republican thing. Nope, it's just taking that that pill that awakens you to the reality of how things actually work. The purple pill. Um, take the red Ooh, pill. Is that a combo? Don't take the whole bottle. Uh, but it's related to just knowing your history knowing how people have felt just as passionately before about things as you do now. And maybe it's correct. Maybe now is the most important, but in, in two years, we're going to hear that same rhetoric again. It can't always be true unless it's just ramping up and ramping up until we explode. And, and in a way people are believing that right now, perception is reality. There's a narrative that this is the most important it's being drilled in on all sides and people are believing it and we're seeing it in the unrest and the rioting and the strife and the social media tension. And it's possible that I'm totally wrong, even though I don't think that's the reality, that this is the most important. It, it, has be, it may have become that because of the perception, but I invite people to take a big step back and smile at a neighbor, smile at a stranger, make eye contact. You can smile with your eyes, even if you're wearing a mask, you can pull this off. People are better than what you're seeing on TV and on the internet. So the rub, the rub really is not whether it's the most important or not. It's it's people's reaction to the outcome of the election. When if, perception becomes reality. If this is the most important election, then people are going to do things, do certain things because it's the most important election as opposed to it not being the most yeah, it's important election. Well, that, that, so that, I mean, it, it's got to be more than that. That's it. It's got, it's got, the rub has got to be more than that because people are going to vote. Uh, and and if this being the most important election, quote unquote, gets more people to vote, well, maybe that's a good thing, whatever. Uh, but that's not the only rub. That can't be the only rub. What like what's what's the actual rub? Like why is this disturbing? Um, because. People are going to be mean to their neighbors or mean to people who voted against their candidate. And we get to choose. No, but I'm asking like, what, what, what's the, like, what's the problem with this being the most important election ever, as opposed to just. Because if it doesn't go your way, then you just elected 
the new Fuhrer, or you just elected somebody that's going to tear down all the traditions and morals of, of society. It's gonna... just the Fuhrer du jour. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then, what what happens? What what happens if you it could if be you actual that... violence because you you feel an existential threat, yeah. and so you need to take action to correct that wrong. The thing is, none of us and nobody we know will be doing that regardless of what side they're on. So, so it's not really happening guys. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I don't know anybody. Do you know anybody? I don't know anybody. <laughs> man, either, man. You might, you might be totally correct, Jeff. I don't but know anyone who got AIDS either. So I'm that's probably a joke. Yeah. I think well, I, I think Portland and they died. So I think Portland's on good. day. So that's real for Jeff then. Yeah, <laughs> that's my truth, Zach. That's how you know it's real, Jeff. I'm just saying you can choose kindness. Like no matter what mm. happens, you can. It's difficult. You can choose kindness. Well, thank you, Kamala. You're welcome. <laughs> and at the end of the day, right? Like presidents will be elected every four years, and and they have effect on our lives, but they don't rule our lives in its entirety. And, and we do have the choice to, to decide how we're going to wake up and interact with our neighbor on a day-to-day basis. In right. that, so, so for us, Jesus, don't Je- swear. Jesus wins. Oh, Jesus wins. Oh. And tomorrow on election day, the constitution wins. <laughs> That's it. Well, we just found out well, Jeff's priority. <laughs> 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 that came from a sixth grade teacher. <laughs> It's all about the Constitution, children. All right, gents. Well, it feels like we're at that moment where we decide or where we ex- share the things that we've been consuming. So, other than nonstop election coverage, has there been anything outside of that? I, I, obviously, I've been consuming Biden gaffes. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, piggybacking on the third day, I mentioned the Jude Law uh, vehicle on HBO Max. He was in the first three episodes. He returns in the second three. It's like these little three episode spurts of uh, goodness. Well, I should say the first three were super intriguing and good and a little bit dark and just ominous, but interesting and shot beautifully, just shot in, shot in ways that I've never seen before cinematically. Um, in addition to Jude Law being just a, a beast of an actor. The second three, it just... I'm guessing different directors, different writers, uh, a slightly tweaked storyline that still included Jude Law, though not as much. And I'm like, I, I didn't finish it. It's only three episodes, and I'm like, I what what is happening here? Um, I'd rather I should just be playing Madden and serving the Lord <laughs> <laughs> through my Madden play. Lisa's laughing hysterically right now because I play that way too much. Oh, that's good. I uh, I did get on to the queen's gambit about the the girl who's a chess champion Ooh, i'm too in that's good it's very it's fascinating but uh, i got turned on to the most recent album a posthumous album from the artist mac miller mac miller died of an overdose last year no 2018 and a guy named john bryan produced his record john bryan has done records by like he did like the magnolia soundtrack he did um uh, Fiona Apple and Mac Miller is like a hip hop guy is way out. Not what you would expect, but the album sounds incredible. And he, Mac Miller did all his vocals before he died. And John Bryan came in and played 
all of the parts and wrote all the rest of the music to it mm-hmm. and um it's a really cool album so the album's called circles it's by mac miller i think it's got an e on it maybe yeah there's a few words in there but it's just a cool album and it sounds good and it's nice to put on in the background when you're just hanging out it's a chill album and now mm-hmm. i'm a mac miller fan didn't think i would have been but i am noise okay hmm. jeff scott I am consuming nothing. I'm serving myself and <laughs> I steak. <laughs> really, I am floating along. You know what? I'm having the great reset this week. All right, Scott. Uh, well, yeah. Besides binding guests, yeah, I, I finished. Uh, I finished Exodus, so I'm in Leviticus. Mm. I'm, I'm, I might make it. I might make the. Might make <laughs> no, the, through, through, the, through it, man. I might make it through the Bible. You, you're you're saying faster, this, the you're end say, of the world's coming. You're saying you might make it before you've started Leviticus. No, I start. I'm, I'm like fifteen chapters. Thanks, Scott. Fifteen chapters into Leviticus. All right. Yeah. Well, I hope you make it. Oh, thank you. And I hope you come. Which is surprising. Coming from you, Zach. Yeah, as long as it's the correct interpretation. <laughs> right. Yeah, I hope you make the correct interpretive decisions. The new King James International Version of the message. <laughs> what verse is this? I told him he better not take her ribs. I did not warn him, though, about taking her crack. If that was in a book of the Bible, what would it be? Andy. <laughs> First hesitations. <laughs> uh, yeah. Chapter 6, verse 66. (laughs) Compton's 14 block. Oh my gosh. And on that, uh, hit us up at um, Bros Babbles Beer, at Bros Babbles Beer on all the socials, Bros Babbles Beer at gmail.com. Anchor.fm slash BBB pod. That was the first time that happened correctly. The first time. Thank you. And uh, we're at the end of the podcast. I I hope the election went well for everybody. Yeah, wherever you are. I hope you're doing okay. I hope your wildest dreams came true. Have a drink, whether alcoholic or not. But, uh, you know, have a Coke and a smile. Tell us about it. Ooh. Hug a polar bear with a Coke. Even better. Tell us how that goes. Yeah, timely. (laughs) And if you're thinking, man, three of these guys voted for Trump at one point in their life, I I can't listen anymore, you're the problem with the world. (laughs) Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, Andy never revealed. Are you, you going to leave that? Uh... No, I don't mind, Sharon. This is the first time I've, I've gone third party. Yeah. I, yeah, we canceled your Trump votes out, you bitches. I, uh, <laughs> I, held true, I held true to my libertarian roots, knowing that my vote was already, it didn't matter in California anyway. It's true. Uh, yeah, I had a statement vote for Jo Jorgensen, the, the Swedish uh, <laughs> chef from... <laughs> <laughs> you get meatballs with the vote. Congratulations! You just voted for socialism. <laughs> <laughs> it's the opposite of socialism. All right, thank y'all.